0: Christ's exaltation, glorification, is the title of this devotion. Today, or this week, I've been speaking to you about the four great cornerstones of the Christian faith. Christ's divinity, His incarnation, His becoming man, His atonement, His sacrificial death on the cross, and His glorification, His exaltation to the Father's right hand where He ever lives to intercede for all who come to the Father by Him." It's what you read in in Hebrews 7 verse 24, I think. So I want to read to you here what we see as the great power of His heavenly life. And and that's actually a lot to, to, to read here, but now, just read a couple of scriptures starting in Acts chapter 2, verse 22. Men of Israel, Peter is preaching, hear these words Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know. Him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands and crucified and put to death whom God raised up having loosed the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be held by it. For David says in Psalm 16 concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face for He is at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Therefore, my heart rejoices and my tongue was glad. Moreover, my flesh also will rest in hope for you will not leave my soul in Hades, the abode of the dead, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption for you've made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of joy in your presence. Men and brethren, Let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David that he is both dead and buried and that his tomb is with us to this day therefore being a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his body according to the flesh he would raise up the christ to sit on his throne he foreseeing this spoke concerning the resurrection of christ and that his soul was not left in hades nor did his fleshy corruption this jesus god has raised up of which we are all witnesses Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God." Right? That's the title of this devotion, Christ's exaltation. "...being exalted to the right hand of God, having received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit, He pours out this which you now see and hear. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he says himself, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ." Oh, my dear friends, the crowning glory of all Jesus is, says, and does is what He now does at the Father's right hand as our great high priest. You see, our salvation, my friends, is in the mercies of God, perfectly displayed to us what that mercy is. And even though we were dead in sin and trespasses, we have been made alive together with Jesus. Ephesians 2 says, but God, who is rich in mercy because of the great love with which He loved us. or." because He longed to satisfy the love He felt for us, even though we were dead in sin and trespasses, made us alive together with Jesus Christ, by grace you have been saved. You see, it says in Titus chapter three, when the kindness and the love of God our Savior appeared unto man, we were saved, but not by any work of righteousness of our own, but by His mercy, through the regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit whom He gives to us. Jesus is the propitiation, the substitute for us. Jesus is the mercy seat. Same word, substitute, mercy seat. He is the mercy seat. He is the manifestation of mercy, unfailing love, unfailing love that love that never fails jesus is that and he is that at the father's right hand giving it into all who come to him all who call upon his name it's for sinners to be saved that's whom jesus came for for sinners to be saved and if i read to you here from ephesians chapter 1 we're talking about his exaltation. Look at this starting at verse 13. In him you also who have heard the word of truth, the glad tidings gospel of your salvation, have believed in and adhered to and relied on him. You were stamped with the seal of the long promised Holy Spirit. That spirit is the guarantee of our inheritance, the first fruits, the pledge, the foretaste, the down payment of our heritage, in anticipation of its full redemption and our acquiring complete possession of it to the praise of his glory. For this reason, because you heard of you, uh, because I heard of your faith in the lord jesus and your love toward all the saints the people of god i did not cease to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers for i always pray to the god of our lord jesus christ the father of glory that he may grant you a spiritual spirit of wisdom and revelation of insight into the mystery mysteries and secrets in the deep, intimate knowledge of Him. I'm praying, Paul says, that that heavenly life, that heavenly glory, where He is seated at the Father's right hand to minister into us by the Holy Spirit all that He is, says and does at the Father's right hand, that we become the embodiment of who He is in heaven, that we are His body. And he says, I'm praying that you get this wisdom, this revelation. And and he says then, um, verse 17, "For I always pray to God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may grant you the spirit of wisdom and revelation by having the eyes of your heart flooded with light so that you can know and understand the hope to which he's called you and how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints, his set-apart ones, so that you can know and understand What is the immeasurable, unlimited, surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who believe as demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength when he exert, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule, authority, power, dominion, and every name that is named above every title that can be confirmed, not only this age, but also in the world that is the age to come. And he has put all things under Christ's feet. He has appointed him the universal and supreme head of his church, a headship exercised throughout the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all In all, for in that body lives the full measure of him who makes everything complete and who fills everything, everywhere with all of himself. Now, I know it's a mouthful what I just read to you, but it is so important that you begin to appreciate the great cornerstone of the Christian faith is Christ's heavenly life and ministry at the Father's right hand, to consistently and without ceasing like the sun that shines from heaven to, f- to, to work in us by the Holy Spirit, whom He is in heaven, to conform us and transform us into His likeness by the continual giving in of His life. And I'm going to close with this important point. You see, if our salvation would have been that we would have been made like Adam, that God would have said, okay, here is the new you, here you are, free from sin now. You are restored. So, no, don't make any mess of it like Adam and Eve did. Don't make any more mistakes now, okay? Because then you'll lose it again. We would have all lost it again, wouldn't we? How many of us have made mistakes after we become Christians? So how is it possible? that even though we have made mistakes, yet we're still partakers of the divine nature. Yet the grace that keeps transforming and teaching us is still continuing to come to us. How is that possible? That's unfair, isn't it? That's unjust, no, that's not fair. No, it is fair and it is just. How is that possible? Because Jesus himself is the safeguard. He is the guarantee of this life. That life is perfectly manifest in His body that is being kept at the Father's right hand, where it cannot decay, where it cannot diminish, where it cannot lessen, where it is always the same yesterday, today, and forever, and where the Father through His Holy Spirit imparts that life that is in the body of the Son, that life of perfect righteousness with the Father, peace and joy in His presence, perfect peace and joy in His presence. He's imparted to us by the Holy Spirit. And now we, even though we're dead in the natural nature, we're alive through the heavenly nature. We, The life that we now live in this earthen vessel is not of ourselves; it is a gift of God. It's the life of the Son of God in us. He is the safeguard. He is the guarantee, and that's why the just shall live by faith in Him. The life we now live, we live by the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave Himself for us. And it is through through His heavenly ministry, dear friends, that we are perfected, that we are transformed consistently, that we're conformed to His nature. And that we begin to grow up and no longer live to please self, because the eternal spirit by which he offered himself, he now gives into us to free us from self-seeking, self-serving, worldly lust, worldly desires. And he liberates us from all these forces that would that would contend for our submission. And now we are being kept free by the freedom that his indwelling spirit gives into that heavenly life that He imparts consistently, constantly. And we are changed from one degree of His glory to another by His Spirit in us. And the Father looks at you and me and He sees the wonderful, wonderful work of the saving grace of His Son in you and me. And He sees us as His beloved, acceptable and well-pleasing in His sight through Jesus Christ. Wow, what an amazing love we have received through jesus amen have a good day